just a review here before your favorite ball club went out on the road to take on the Braves and the Cardinals for an eight-game trip. I predicted that the trip would go very badly, then it would end, meaning when they got home, with a big bang. Oh my goodness. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Braves 5, Pirates 3. Braves took all four games down in Atlanta. Pirates barely touched the ball with their bats. I mean, they, they get like these dinky little rallies going and then never get a big hit. And that's what happens when you have a lineup that's only got really one, maybe two guys capable of delivering that big hit on any consistent basis. And I, I get that I'm willfully ignoring Atlanta's pitching and the fact that the Braves just won the World Series and all that other stuff. I don't care. I don't cover that team. I cover this one. And this one, oh, this one needs help. It just does. Um, and it's going to be arriving soon enough. I have predicted that O'Neill Cruz would be in Pittsburgh by Friday, meaning this coming Friday. I'm standing by that. But I'd be happy to be wrong, too. I'd be happy to see him show up at Bush Stadium later today along with Mason Martin and really anyone else who brings with them a functioning bat. Maybe this is something that goes back to my childhood. And When I refer to my childhood, that's the 1970s when the Pirates just mashed everything and everyone in sight. They had an offense that was the envy of probably every team in baseball except for Cincinnati. And, you know, as is the case with all of us, we have a certain phase of our lives that really jumps out at us in terms of where we learned uh, a thing, or in this case, a sport. Uh, music is like that. Movies are like that. TV is like that. Well, sports are too. And to me, baseball was about hitting. The pitching was secondary. It was nice when my favorite team did it, but I didn't really push it too hard, you know, because I figured, whatever, our side can just out-hit the other guys. So when the Pirates are like this right now, I'm not going to lie, it's tough to watch. It's tough to stay zoned in. And that goes double, maybe triple, when they're having the caliber of at-bats that they did for the most part through all four of these games. And let's not pretend it's about to get any lighter because, you know, Pirates versus Cardinals hasn't exactly gone well for the former, for about, oh, you know, 35 years or so. We're going to see more lousy at-bats, more losses, and even more wondering what it's going to take to make the big switch, the big promotion, the thing that everyone associated with the Pirates knows should have happened months ago. But yet, and this is actually my thrust here today, They feel completely comfortable condescending in our general direction about, oh, ha-ha, the fans want him up. The fans. Well, I think it's kind of like Christmas. Um, You want the present. 
you know, like I can think about being a kid and, and like you want the present, you want to open it up. But I think we want to provide him the opportunity to not just be a, a, a good major league player, but to be a great major league player. And that just requires patience. So um, we hear it, uh, we hear it from the fans. I know that what the fans want in Pittsburgh um, is winning baseball. And that's what I'm trying to help create in, in my position. Great players for Shelty and DK to be able to put out onto the field. Uh, because ultimately we do want to win. Uh, and so, you know, again, we just hope that there's, there's, we have to exercise enough patience and sensibility in this process because, yes, there's definitely pressure to, to get O'Neill to the big That's the new company line. And it's said by so many different people in the company that it's absolutely a company line. John Baker, who runs the minor league operations, was the latest to do this. He met with reporters in Atlanta early in this series that just passed, and he came back with some stuff about Cruz that was some nonsense about Christmas or whatever. I just, it was, we're all waiting for the Christmas present to be unwrapped or some garbage like that. Man, I really hope that stuff was jettisoned like into the hot sun with the firing of Neil Huntington. You know, the fans aren't waiting for Christmas or being stupid or naive by watching a kid hit home runs at will in AAA while their team that they're paying money to see can't hit a bleeping ball past the pitcher's mound. This this stuff in general needs to be exorcised from this franchise. Look, I'm the first to try to explain some of the more advanced and elaborate things that happen in baseball that I understand from talking to these individuals on a regular basis that not all of the information makes it out into public, and in some cases it can't. I get that. But this thing where you're talking down from Mount Olympus to the peasants and flicking pistachio shells on our heads because, oh, ha, 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 they just don't get it. O'Neill Cruz, he has to be there because of this and this and this. Baloney. Everyone knows why he's there. Everyone knows that you can't say it. But don't, in the same process, come back at us with how dumb we are thinking that O'Neill Cruz and Mason Martin and probably a couple other guys should be here right now in Pittsburgh. I could say a lot more here. I could, and there's a really good chance that I will at some point. I don't feel like this is that point. I really don't. I feel like the Pirates will have done the right thing by keeping Cruz where he was past Super 2. I really do, because I feel like if he reaches even a significant percentage of his potential, He'll price himself into a stratosphere that'll make it very hard for the Pirates to keep him in the longer run. And five years from now or whenever, I think a lot of people are going to be grateful that they did this, particularly if they can pull off signing him to a longer-term extension when that comes. But in the meantime, you know, uh, let me... Uh, listen... No one cares who John Baker is. There are 10 people in Pittsburgh who can name the Pirates farm director. He's in no position to condescend to anyone 
in this city that's had a baseball franchise for 136 years. There, that that's that's where I'm stopping this. When we come back, just one question. Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Fred, who asks in regard to the last episode of Daily Shot of Pirates, in which I focused on Brian Reynolds at the time, struggles, but really what looked and felt like he was beginning to come out of it. I predicted on that program that he was about to come out of it in a big way, based mostly on the mood that I'd observed him to be in last Wednesday at PNC Park before leaving on the trip. So to Fred's question, when Reynolds was a rookie and he almost won the batting championship, I commented to my brother about how relaxed and passive he seemed at the plate. It, it, it almost felt like he was indifferent now, when he's struggled most of the year, he's looked more intense. And I wonder if that affects his performance. You know what, Fred? It's dangerous to do this sort of analysis on a regular basis because the root of the performance, obviously, is having talent. We know Reynolds has talent. We know he can hit a baseball. As I said last Friday... That's something he's been able to do his whole life, and he finds it exasperating. When he doesn't, he beats himself up. You can see it. On one hand, he still keeps that whole Johnny Cash cool thing, but on the other, he's he's tough. He's tough on himself. So when I saw that he was smiling and relaxed and uh, joking around with Daniel Vogelback, who was sitting nearby. And then when I asked him, you know, how you doing? And he, he gave me a really knowing smile and said, yeah, I'm all right. I, I kind of had the sense that he'd figured something out. Now, I didn't go and predict that he'd finish the four-game series 10 for 15, as he did. Uh, home run and three RBIs yesterday. Uh, he is at some crazy level right now for the month of June, which historically has been his best anyway, he's batting 410. Uh, So he's on the way back. He's on the way back for sure. Or he's back. You know, once you go into a couple weeks of, of this kind of insanity, you're back. Fred, the problem with looking at moods when it comes to 
any hitter now, whether they're talented or not, is that anything that starts out the season as a negative, or really for that matter, a positive, tends to feel outweighed by these guys based on my time in interviewing them. If they're off to a great start right out of the gate, all things feel possible, mathematically and otherwise. Now they're at a spot where, hey, they can have a little bit of a slump and it really doesn't affect the numbers. They're still going to finish strong. Whereas even the most gifted, the most consistent performers can and often do get beaten up by a bad start because they start thinking to themselves, I mean, I'm going to have to hit like 500 or something to get out of this. And you start pressing a little bit. I don't mean to make all this sound selfish or self-centered either from the player's perspective, because they're also thinking about how much they're hurting the team. And if you're Reynolds, you're right there in the middle of the order or the top of the order. You're somewhere from one to three, and you're going to have a big, big, big impact in one direction or the other on how all the guys around you are doing as well. So the next step here, I guess, is to, you know, get Reynolds some help, get out of St. Louis, get back to Pittsburgh, start out with O'Neill Cruz, and and oh, I'm going to start talking about John Baker again. We'll do this again tomorrow. Bye. Bye.